Welcome to the Playful Spirituality Podcast, a place to reconnect to spirit, to reclaim your unbridled wildness, and to bring you home to you. I'm Cara Viana, and I'm honored to be on this adventure with you. This is a place to discover your magic and your superpowers. And yes, you definitely have them. It's designed to tap you into the unconditional love and support flowing to you and to help you access that wild, unbridled joy that we so often lose touch with. You can expect all sorts of resources from spiritual and practical tools and teachings to guided meditations and energy healing. We'll have some special guests and even some live readings. This show is for all of us who are humaning to help you navigate this ride of life. If you are open to a little more support, more ease, a broader connection to the universe and to yourself, then stay tuned and find out what might be possible with an infusion of playful spirituality. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, we're bringing you the second in our series of interviews today. Oh, I forgot for just a second that we're also on video here. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to roll with it. That works. So welcome for those of you watching on video and audio. I was just looking at the microphone for a minute there. Um, I've brought three more amazing graduates of Master Your Magic to come and talk to you about their experiences and the way their gifts show up in their life so that you don't have to just hear only my story and only my experience or hear it only from, you know, my lips and my perspective. So we're going to dive right in with questions. If you haven't watched the first interview in this series, it was a couple episodes ago. I think we've got one more on the books for you coming up in the next little bit here. So I think it's really fun for everybody to get a chance to meet um, some of the amazing people who are taking the bold leap into the exploration of this work. So first I want to interview Uh, introduce you to Joanne, who is a dear friend of mine and I've known for a very long time and um, was really surprised when I told her um, just in conversation one time, well, you know, you're an empath, right? (laughs) She was like, what? What are you talking about? What makes you say that? And I was like, wait. So we were both dumbfounded for a moment because like, how do you not know this? And listed off like the top 10 reasons I know that she's totally an empath. And she was like, wow. I had no idea. And then just she dove right into boldly and bravely um, this work. And so I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about that. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so grateful that you nudged me into it because looking back, I feel like Master Your Magic was the missing puzzle piece in my life that I didn't know I needed and that I didn't really know I needed to look for. Um, And so it's just, Gosh, I just, I just laugh when I think back on myself then and just knowing everything that's happened, it's like, if only I knew what was coming. <laughs> so isn't amazing. it amazing? This wasn't, this wasn't one of the questions that I was thinking of, but I got to ask it anyway. Looking back in hindsight now, can you see maybe some of the nudges that you were receiving from your higher self, the universe, God, whatever that was guiding you towards this? Yes, because when I signed up, to be honest, I'm kind of amazed that I did because I felt like I was so on the edge and I so didn't believe. I, I, 
I felt like in my life, I only allowed myself to believe the stuff that was like scientifically proven. I didn't buy into the whole psychic idea, even intuition. I was a little bit uncomfortable with, but kind of a few years leading up to master magic and knowing you and just some things with my family, there were these little things that kept happening that were just so eerie that I couldn't ignore them. And I'm like, okay, so that's supposed to be a coincidence and that, and that, and that, like something is strange. And so, yeah, I think there were little nudges kind of leading up to it, but I was still so much in the space of why am I even signing up for this? Like, I don't even know what is this? I was still like very much like a non-believer at that point. So yeah. I, I just, thank you. Thank you for being brave enough to do it because it has enriched my life personally in so many ways, just getting to walk this journey with you and constantly because we're close, I get to have even more of an intimate front row seat than I normally would even, um, which is already pretty front row to getting to watch this and it's been so much fun for me. Oh my gosh. Yes. I can't imagine if I hadn't done this, like, where would I be? I don't know. Right. It blows my mind. So tell me, you are, well, give everybody just a quick, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. And then the first question that I want to dive into is you are Catholic and I want to know what impact has Master Your Magic and these tools had on your faith? Mm, yeah. So I guess a quick intro to me. Um, I feel like I've been on a journey of learning to love the woo. Um, I grew up very like practical minded, very type A, rigid, all these things. Um, and I feel like I've been searching for as corny as it is to say a sense of peace and um, alignment and comfort with my life. And so um, of course, it's no coincidence that I ended up here, but I've, I very much created a life for myself that I didn't expect. I thought I would work a very corporate job. And um, instead I ended up uh, founding me on business, like basically the start of my adult life after college. And it's just been um, fun to explore all the alternative things, like all the things that society says not to do. <laughs> um, and as far as the Catholicism, that's a good segue because in some ways I was nervous to do something like, like master magic. Like I, I sort of wondered, is this allowed, you know, in Catholicism, they're very, um, they very much dissuade, like working with like a medium, for example, or there, there, there are parts of the woo woo that they're explicitly against. And so, um, in, in hindsight, it's so interesting that very much master magic helped my Catholicism bloom and come alive in a way that, I mean, for the first <laughs> several decades of my life, it just wasn't there. I mean, I was raised Catholic and I kind of have always dutifully gone to church, but um, it, it always felt like I was just kind of going through the motions and I did it because I supposed to, and I want to serve God, but I didn't, in hindsight, I was not experiencing religion in a spiritual way. And so 
master your magic, even though it's not religious, um, it allowed me to experience the fullness of Catholicism. And the thing that's been so weird is <laughs> there are all these little things that I learn about Catholicism like that's actually sort of taught in master magic. So I remember like there was a time long after, you know, the first time doing the course, I learned that in Catholicism, in Catholicism, it's taught that everyone has their own angel. And I remember the first time in master magic, you're like, connect with your angels, or your guides. I'm like, I don't have an angel. It's like even Catholicism says I have an angel. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just been really fun. Like there's, and even experiencing Jesus, God, Mary Magdalene, like all these different, like Archangel Michael, like I'd done these prayers in, in church, but to actually have my own experience, like with their energies, you know, like that entity just changed everything. And it's so much more alive. I, yeah, it's incredible. That makes me so happy. I'm so excited. Every time I hear you talk about it, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me so, too. <laughs> um, so I'm going to restrain my own exuberance about it so that everybody can hear the rest of the questions here. Um, will you tell us about the progressive changes that you've seen happen in your life since you first took the course and you took it two years ago and again last year. So you've been through two rounds and tell us about like the build of those changes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hold on. I feel like there's something unsaid from the last question I need to say. I remember one time you had us do a meditation like with the, the essence, the energy spirit of Mary Magdalene. And I remember afterward, the first thing you said is, did you notice how it's totally different from how they like present her, portray her in the church? And I was like, yeah, it was so astounding. And so I think that's another thing too, where I could actually experience a fuller picture of Mary Magdalene, for instance, or all these different um, like people, entities that I was taught about my whole life. So just want to throw that in. <laughs> I love that. It's pretty cool when you learn that you can get information right from the horse's mouth. Like you could just go ask directly the question. You don't have to really um, try to sift through the various interpretations all around. You can just go ask the question of the person. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think I love that you use the word progressive changes because it really has been like this incremental slow blossoming since I first did the course. And actually that's something that I'm so grateful for that I get to do the course again year after year, because the first year I did it, I didn't really believe there, there were all sorts of weird things that like helped me inch toward believing. Now, like, I have no doubt. I believe 100%. Um, the, it's just a daily thing, multiple times daily that I will check in with higher self, with God. And um, I, I never thought this would happen, but I can have back and forth conversations with God, spirit, with just the craziest natural phenomena that have actually caught on video, which is really fun. Like, um, like in a, like 30 seconds of this, and then I'll ask a question. And then the 30 seconds of like something crazy with thunder clouds and then all these different things. And, um, 
it just keeps getting better and better. And sometimes I have these moments where I'm just overcome with joy and excitement at the fact that if this is how it is now, like after two rounds of Master Magic, like I, I'm excited for the rest of my life and how much this deepens because this is pretty fantastic. Like basically, I feel like before Master Magic, I had a lot of angst. I always felt like I was looking for something and like there was this grind and hustle that it, it, it's so different how I live my life now. It's all like, let me feel into what is aligned. And then it's just so easy to make those decisions and take those steps. I remember the first time, um, this was, you know, shortly after Master Your Magic, where I spent like three days hemming and hawing over some decision. I can't even remember what it was. But I remember like I was deep in the pros and cons list and like all this stuff. And, and I was like, wait a minute, why don't I just drop into meditation and ask? And like 10 seconds, it was like, do this. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like I just, like I just spent three days like, oh, what should I do? Oh, but this, but this, but this. And it's like, no, do this. It's like, it really is that easy. And And life gets so much easier. I really try hard to explain this to people, but until you get experienced, it's hard to wrap your head around quite how dramatically your life can shift once you know how to do all this stuff. Yeah. And my husband who, you know, has been kind of like me where he slowly believed, but very much started, started out in that place where he thought all of this, you know, any woo woo thing was nonsense. Like even now he'll like sort of remind me like, oh, you should just like go ask. (laughs) like go meditate like if I'm like having a problem with you know figuring something out like he knows even to be like oh just go go meditate go ask so (laughs) that's pretty remarkable and kind of cracks me up looking back it's pretty awesome when you get like the family buy-in um yeah it's pretty great my partner's like "Mm, maybe you should go meditate like (laughs) you're kind of freaking out right now (laughs) Have you meditated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh. So tell us a little bit about how these tools and these awarenesses um, that you've gained in all of this work impact your marriage, your children, your work, your daily life. Mm. Well, it definitely affects all of those things. Um and so much for the better. I mean, okay, so work, first of all, kind of what I was just talking about with that angst and trying to figure things out. It is so nice to feel like I will know if I'm supposed to know and just being able to ask. There's such a sense of like trust and peace and relaxation and the removal of that angst. Um, and I guess the reason why that's so important to me is because I, those things would take over to the point of illness, literally, um, I would work and hustle and uh, just do run, like run around with a, like a chicken with its head cut off, just trying to do all these things that were so unnecessary without clarity, um, it's amazing how when you take the time to meditate and 
literally asked, like, what should I do next? Like, it's just it's a thousand times easier than hemming and hawing over figuring out or um, doing like tasks that maybe will help, but like you found out afterward, we're just a waste of time. It just, it's so much more efficient and fun and peaceful and all the things. Um, even with my children, I feel like, I mean, I have two young kids and anyone <laughs> in that stage knows that it's hard sometimes, the patience is hard, but in a weird way, yeah, even all everything I've learned about from Master Magic has helped me soften. And I never thought that I would come to know this idea that I believe in, whereas I believe that my children are souls that came here and chose to be in my family. And I, I've sort of been able to understand what I'm supposed to do with them as a parent. Um, each of my two children, there's a very different purpose for each one of how I'm supposed to love them and heal them and show them and teach them. Um, and let's say with my marriage, I mean, I, I've always had a pretty incredible marriage overall, but the level it's at now is, I just experienced so much gratitude I kind of merging with that religious piece, I really feel that my marriage is holy. And I have, it, it's talked so much about, you know, in um, Catholicism, for instance, where when you get married, there's kind of its own entity, like the two become one. And I feel like I didn't really understand that fully until um, the world that Master Magic introduced me to. I really understand there's sort of like a spiritual, Ent entity or energy there that it's man I, again it just helped all the angst and um all of that melt away and it's just so beautiful and I feel so lucky and um everything is just so it's so fun it's like now I have this sense of trust where don't get me wrong there's humanness and sometimes I get wrapped up in things but overall, there's an overwhelming, overwhelming sense of trust. And I know that I am here to play and enjoy all of this. And so that just changes how I view and experience everything. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it so much. Okay, there was one moment that I so distinctly remember. And I know that your son's higher self was also pulling you towards this work for a really specific reason, because there was a point where after beginning to study all of this, that you said to me, wait a minute, I think my son is an empath. And so will you talk a little bit about having that ability to understand your son in a different way, now that you understand this part of yourself in a different way, or this work? Oh, wow. I'm, that's so beautiful that you pointed it out, because if, if I hadn't done this course, there's no way. I mean, I didn't even know I was an empath. <laughs> and now like, I, there's no way I would have known that with him. And um, he is extremely empathic, extremely sensitive. I actually think that he is psychic as well. So, so many weird things have happened that, again, just you, you sum it all up. There's no way that all of them are coincidence. And it's helped me parent him differently. 
Um, definitely understanding all this myself makes me so much more equipped to help him through the serious emotions. And it just, he's so different from other kids. And I just think, thank goodness from, you know, this early age, I can be in the know on that and, and adjust accordingly and take care of him and love him. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I think there's a lot of people who don't understand or realize that they got into this work because their kid was going to need them to have mm. this background. Um, yes. You know, my mom got into it that way on purpose. She was like, uh oh, like something's different about my kid. Like, I got this psychic little kid. Like, she's not normal. And so it took her down this whole journey. And uh, my mom is one of the most incredible um, mediums and intuitives out there. And she started that whole thing because she had a little kid that, like, you know, would freak out around certain people and like was picking up all this energy. And so it took her down that path and she was able to be an amazing parent to someone like that specifically to me um, because she started this. And I see it all the time people get into this because it's something that their kids need, whether they recognize it or not. That's part of it's like pulling them towards into this work. Yeah, I feel like the, the world needs this work. I'm so grateful to know you and to have done this work. It's like life-changing. Like it's so doesn't even come close to describing just it's like life before master magic and life after it's been it's just changed and touched every area of my life I'm so so grateful it's been an amazing ride I can't wait for more oh my gosh me too thank you so much I'm so thank grateful you. you were willing to share it all with everybody too my gosh yes of course okay let's hop over here and I want to introduce all of you to Shama. Shama, will you tell everybody a little Hi. bit about yourself? Yeah, um, sure. Um, so um, let's see. Um, I was raised as a Roman Catholic. Um, and I had uh, my aunt was my aunt and uncle were devoutly Christian. Um, they were nice about it, though. They weren't nice about. It. They weren't very preachy about it, um, but they were. They were, you know, they were very devoted. And both my mother and my my aunt. I don't know if my uncle did it. Uh, did stuff like speaking in tongues. So there was a little woo woo growing up, <laughs> right? Um, but um, I didn't. I, I I feel like I began my what I like to call my conscious spiritual journey when I was in my thirties. And I, I, so I started um, after a, a big breakup um, and I was, I was um, basically looking for something more out of life. Um, and I was on a rebound and I met this beautiful woman who invited me to a seminar on Tibetan Buddhism. And of course I accepted the invitation. Um, and I actually found out that it was really fascinating stuff. And I, and I began doing meditation. And I, so I, I did uh, Tibetan Buddhism and I tried out Zen Buddhism and Zen was a little too, it, what didn't, it didn't, I mean, I liked it, but it didn't feel like it was really for me. Um, so I spent a lot of, a number of years studying uh, Tibetan Buddhism with Lama Surya Das. 
Um, and then th this woman's name was Molly and we became very good friends. And we did a lot of uh, various Buddhist things. Uh, we did retreats with uh, Lama Surya together. Um, not together, together, but at the same time, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and then she, um, we did a lot of, of workshops at a place called Omega Institute in New York, upstate New York in the woods, beautiful, beautiful place. And she, one day she said, hey, I think we should go see this guy. He's doing a chanting workshop this weekend. And I looked at the picture and here's this white man with a huge top knot, long beard, and he's wearing a dhoti, which is a traditional, um, traditional Indian uh, robes, right? Um, in the simplest form. And I was like, wow, he looks pretty out there. Yeah, let's go do this. <laughs> I have always been attracted to like the woo-woo. The more woo-woo, the more interesting it is to me, basically. So I'm like, yeah, let's go do that. And he was amazing. And that, that weekend, I fell in love with devotional chanting, and I fell in love with Divine Mother in the form of Kalima. I'm about to start crying. <laughs> um, and um, so then um, I lived in a suburb of New York City, and I, I found out that um, he was, uh, this was Bhagavan Das. So now we have Surya Das and now we have Bhagavan Das. Um, they and a few others, I like to call the Das boys. Um, they were all students of Neem Karoli Baba, um, along with Ram Das, who I never got to work with personally, unfortunately. But anyway, um, Bhagavan Das was going to do his thing at Jiva Mukti Yoga in New York City. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. That's, you know, that's nearby. I'd love to go see him again. So we went down, um, Molly, Molly went and a few other people who had been at the workshop. Um, and we went, we went down to Jiva Mukti Yoga and we, we did this, we did Kirtan. Um, and, you know, it blew me away again. And I found out they did that every Monday night at Jiva Mukti. So I, and I, that happened to be my day off, happened to be my day off. And so every Monday night I started going, doing chanting. And eventually I got curious and I did a yoga class and I fell in love with yoga. So um, then I did that for years and I did yoga teacher training. Um, they did a, like a one month in residence training at Omega Institute, um, which was amazing. Um, um, and at that time I had, um, I have to digress a little bit. I, I, I worked for the postal service as an electronics technician. And I started that job in the early nineties, like 1991. And around the mid-90s is when I started doing the spiritual stuff. And then 2001, I got a horrible feeling in, in my, my gut. I have to leave. I have to get out of here. Summer of 2001, I quit. And um, I studied massage therapy. And I got more into the yoga. And in 2003, I did the yoga teacher training. Um, and... By early 2005, I was completely broke because <laughs> I had no idea how to run a business, you know, so I, I'd be a, 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 or an independent contractor. And I was in New York City where obviously I'm sure, you know, competition is fierce. Opportunities are abundant, but competition is fierce and you got to get out there and really hustle. Anyway, 
So I, I went broke and I ended up going back to the post office. Um, but I don't regret it at all. It was an amazing experience, the whole thing, including going broke. Not that I want to do it again, but <laughs> it, it was, it was, yeah, it was amazing, uh, scary, uh, but I grew so much. Um, so then I came back and I also did some work at a place called Landmark Education. Um, uh, and so then I came back to the Postal Service. Um, I've been there since. Um, and I learned to appreciate what, you know, there's, there's it, I find it lacking in many ways, but nonetheless, it provides me with, you know, an income. I have a nice place to live. I have, I have a car <laughs> and so on. So um, I learned to appreciate those, those aspects of that. Um, so then um, shortly after, a couple of years later, I met my now ex-wife and she introduced me to the teachings of Abraham. So I learned about law of attraction and my higher self um, and did that for a number of years and even had a coach both for that and just for life in general for a number of years that I worked with. Um, and I worked with, with her through my divorce and um, goodness. And then um, I, through the teachings of Abraham, as of course you know, is how we met because I went on an Abraham cruise and we met on that cruise and, um, you know, stayed in touch with you for a while and kind of got a feeling for what you were about. And then when this came up, um, we had actually done some, some individual sessions. And then when this came up, um, you know, I can't, you had, I think primary, primary reason I did it was because you had faith. You must have seen that I had these gifts and abilities and which I now understand everybody really does. And um, so from your uh, confidence in me was the main thing that, that uh, got me to do this class for the first time. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you went through and shared. You've been on this spiritual journey a long time and I know yeah. everybody listening is just drooling over all of the different <laughs> experiences that you've got to have and places and people and the study and the variety. So thank yeah. you for letting us um, kind of like live vicariously. <laughs> so I want to ask you in all of that really rich, I mean, you've had a lot of super cool experiences and studied a lot of variety of mm. um, different teachings. How does Master Your Magic fit into all of that or how is it different? How, is, how does it work with all of the rest of your study and understanding and beliefs? So when I began meditation, but, uh, particularly Buddhist meditation, um, there wasn't really a religion, even though it's called Buddhist, you know, Tibetan Buddhist meditation, I didn't, it didn't strike me as religion you know, because I'd been brought up with Roman Catholic religion, but this was experiential. You know, this was about getting inside and seeing what you experience in there, right? For me, uh, Roman Catholicism was, the way it was taught to me at any rate was, um, you know, it's just a lot of rules you got to follow, you know, or God will be mad and punish you. <laughs> was pretty much what I was taught. Um, and regardless of that, I still came to love Jesus. Um, one of my favorite uh, 
movies slash uh, uh, miniseries is um, Jesus of Nazareth. And um, I just love it. Um, and uh, I have I have it <laughs> now on DVD. Um, but um, um, I never felt really fulfilled in the Catholic church. And I went through the stages of trying to be a really good Catholic, going to church every, every, uh, every Sunday. And I actually taught high school level uh, religious instruction to, you know, for kids that were in public school, but were, were Catholic for a while. So I did the whole thing with that too. Um, but with, with the Buddhism um, in particular, um, I was fascinated to notice that my mind, my thinking mind was actually separate from uh, who I was apparently because I could observe the thinking going on. So there was something else, you know, that was able to observe the thinking mind, um, but it was still very intellectual. Um, and with yoga, I got more into my body and with the chanting, I got, I started opening my heart, but none of that gave me anything like a map to my inner world. And none of it was really about exploring the inner world to the extent that we did in Master Your Magic and actually working with it. It was more like, you know, because most of the meditation was about, you know, becoming detached and being able to sit back and watch the mind do its thing and realize that that's not who you really are and trying to discover just by sitting there and, and observing, like, you know, what's really going on here and who you are. But there wasn't, I wasn't giving, given a lot of tools to actually get in there and play with it and work with it and master your magic. We got to do that. Oh, that is the best description. I'm going to go back and type that up <laughs> because it's so good. Um, beautiful description for the distinction between, oh yeah, thank you. That was golden. <laughs> that was so good. So tell us a little bit about what kind of situations in your life you use the Master Your Magic tools in and what benefit do you see from using some of these tools? Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so I've struggled. I feel like I've Struggle is a little dramatic, but I've, huh, it's hard to know where to start this, but um, I have uh, had a, an intimate relationship with anger for the better part of my life. I saw myself as an adult, I look back and I saw myself as an angry little kid and I was angry a lot. Um, for various reasons. Now I know part of it was because I was very sen a very sensitive child that nobody in my immediate um, environment could fully understand. My mother tried to uh, at least allow me to be who I was. She could see that I was different. And she, she did in her way try to encourage me to know that it was all right. However, my friends were, especially my male friends, were not encouraging of how much emotion I felt all the time. Uh, so in, so I, I, uh, my go-to 
my go-to emotion, and I learned later for defensive purposes was anger. If I got frustrated, if I got afraid, anything that made me feel like this is either out of control or I might be in danger, I immediately went to anger. Because when I go to anger, if I really let my anger go, I have no fear. I have no sense of consequences other than protecting myself, um, which turns out is not always a good thing. <laughs> um, and, I, and I found out my job in particular, um, I find, uh, I have found to, to be highly triggering. Um, and um, so it gave me a lot of practice with this. And I remember distinctly one day punching a wall and then looking at my fist and kind of going, ow, <laughs> and having a realization of this isn't really getting me what I want, you know, it's just, you know, you know, that pain kind of was a little bit of a wake up call, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't have a context to work with it yet. Um, with Master Your Magic, I, and I had worked with it for many years with meditation and everything, and I still didn't feel like I made that much pro progress. But again, with Master Your Magic, I actually had stuff I could now do to, to actually work with it. Um, and a perfect example of this is most recently I was in training um, for my job and this was in residence in Oklahoma. So I was staying in the, the housing facility and there's no, there's no real option. You have to stay in the housing facility when you do the training. And it was three week training. And I was uh, at the beginning of the first, the third week, another employee arrived who I considered to be an enemy. And by that, I mean, not that I necessarily wish him harm or anything, but that I believe that he would do something that was to his advantage, knowing that it was going to harm me without hesitation. I believe that he would do that kind of thing. And I was very, and his wife was in my class. So I was very uh, angry that he was out there. I was concerned that he was going to be coming to the class to see his wife or pick her up for lunch, whatever. And then I'd end up seeing him every day. And um, so I, I, I texted one of my coworkers that I'm friends with and I said, oh, he's here. And, you know, we talked a little bit and I expressed, you know, how angry I was. And she said, yeah, you're angry. He's there. We're all happy. He's not here. <laughs> to give you an idea, this isn't just me, right? I'm not imagining this completely. But so, I, so I'm sitting there in anger and I realized, again, through this work, I realized how I could suddenly see how this is impacting my energy. I had the, the presence and the ability uh, because I knew, I kind of knew what I was looking at and I knew how to, you know, get in touch with it. I could see how this was impacting me. And I knew from experience, if I don't deal with this, I'm going to be carrying this, I'm going to be carrying this guy around with me quite literally for a while. And I don't want that. And I also realized, shit, I just gave, I gave him my power. I gave him the power to get me upset. And, and I was like, fuck that. 
I am not going to let him do that. So I, I, you know, I took out my toolbox and I, I dropped into meditation. I called on, you know, I called on Michael. <clears throat> I called on Archangel Michael. I said, you know, okay, Michael, I need some help. And I, I, I called, I said, you know, and anybody else who, who's willing to help me with this, please. And I, and I saw my inner eye, I saw a host step up. And so with, with, the, with that support, I, I went and I took back my power. And so I was angry for about two hours. And if I hadn't had these tools, if I hadn't done this, I would have been angry all week. Amazing. I love it. Just super empowering. It's so empowering. It's so good. Thank you for sharing about being an angry kid. I just want, um, that was so beautiful to hear. And I want all the parents out there to take note of this because I think we have this idea that so often the sensitivities, um, highly sensitive people and empaths and that it shows up as us looking and acting a certain way. So it is for sure the ones who come across as like super compassionate or really emotional, or we look depressed or we look anxious or all these things. But for a lot of people also, it shifts over to anger. Your description was so good that like when you shifted into anger was when you felt safe. It was right. It was when you didn't have to feel all the other stuff. And when we're being bombarded by all of this energy around us and other people and emotion and so intense, it's one of the ways, especially for men in our culture, because mm -hmm. in this society, you know, you're not really supposed to feel the other stuff right. but men are allowed to feel anger. So oftentimes that's one that, you know, will come up a lot. So I'm so grateful that you shared that particular piece. I wonder, last question I have for you is, what is your favorite way that your intuitive gifts show up for you? I know there's a lot of them. Mm. I just want to know, like, what's the one that you, you enjoy the most? I'm still, I'm still, now this is going to be my third year going into Mastery Magic, but I'm still discovering how, how my gifts show up. But one way, there's, there's two things. One is I get really great visuals. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of fun. And then I also, um, um, I communicate with communicating with non-physical beings. Um, my first experience was this with, that was clearly this before I took master magic was my friend's father died. And I think it was about a month later. I wasn't trying to contact him. I was just dropping into meditation to relax. And I heard his voice clearly saying things. And I knew that I didn't make this up because he was saying he was a cop, a New York City cop. Okay. He was a tough guy. And he was saying like woo woo, new, new age shit that he would never have said in life. And I would never have imagined him saying. So I knew that it was, this was not me making this up. But then after that, I think it was after that, at some point, 
I realized that I had been connecting with my father. And again, this was before Master Your Magic, I did Master Your Magic. Um, because I would do like, I would listen to Italian songs. My father was 100% Italian. His parents were immigrants. He spoke Italian fluently. So I had some Italian in the house. We listened to Italian music together sometimes. So I was listening to Italian music on YouTube and I was crying. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I eventually realized I was connecting with my father. And that's what that was. But since, since Master Your Magic in particular, I've begun to connect more. I've been realizing more often, I'm connecting with him more often, not, not usually not verbally, but a lot of times it comes out as like, I'll do something that I know is like him reminding me that he's there. It's something that's really from his personality that's coming out. Um, and one time I heard my mother shortly after she died, I heard my mother speak to me directly. Um, so that's kind of that. Um, that I think is what I, one of the things I enjoy most so far. Um, so far. So yeah. far, yeah. I'm really, get, I'm really into the idea though, being able to communicate with like everything around me, animals and so forth. And I haven't practiced that that much. Um, so I want to get, I want to get more into that aspect. I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. So you've got your focus for this round, what you want to, what you want to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My friend, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing these beautiful stories and your beautiful heart with us. So good. My pleasure. All right. Let's switch over here to Marnesha. Hi, love. I'm so happy you're here. Hello. hello. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. So will you give a little bit about yourself? And then I've got a bunch of questions for you, but I want everybody to get to know a little bit about you. Okay. Um, wow. Um, grew up in straight up church all the way. Um, sanctified. I didn't even know what sanctification, like what the difference was with sanctification and different type of um, denominations because, um, and I would just say in the African-American faith as black people, we have different, uh, I went to a Catholic school, so I knew different things. I went to a Catholic school, I went to a Lutheran school. So I started learning different parts of religion, but I went to church faithfully. Um, as Shama said, the speaking in tongues, I know all about that, you know, all that so that has definitely been my background and so um I was a good good girl you know um I had my couple of years where you know my mouth got potty and I think like around sixth or seventh grade I became really such a good girl no 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 cussing no doing this I and you know my mom she never I never heard her say a cuss word ever in life Never, even when she got super mad, I'm like her, you know, so I grew up around it and we never listened to uh, secular music like the old school dusties. I didn't know any of that. So I was, if and I love music. So gospel music was, is what it was for me. Um, so I tried to rebel when I was a senior in high school and felt so convicted because I got an R. Cali CD. And I'm like, you're not supposed to buy this stuff. You know, this is not what you listen to. 
And so um, I'm like, God is going to get me. So it's everything somebody, you know, that's how I really kind of grew up with and um, the background. And so I would have dreams and I would have dreams about animals and little creatures and two-headed man and, you know, like all these dreams would be like so crazy. And I remember it would be times where I would call them fuzzy bear, fuzzy wuzzies, because it was a creature and they was just full of fur, big eyes. And they would stand at my doorway and just stare, stand. And I would be so scared to look that way. And I'm like, no, no, you know? So, I mean, and, and with, and, with me going to church a lot, I, I took that on. I would pray, I would read my Bible, I would know the blood of Jesus, you better, you know, say the blood of Jesus, then things will go away. You know, you being under attack, all this stuff, you know. And so um, I would start saying, but like, like this, they gotta go. I can't sleep at night and everything else. And then I started having a dream of me, go, like same dream all the time. I'm walking down the parking lot grocery store and I grab the same string to go higher and I swing higher and I drop each time and I wake up and I'm like, what is going on with that? So even though I went to, with going to church, we talked about dreams and, you know, Joseph and interpretation. And so I was like, well, I'm having all these, this crazy stuff. And I really couldn't really tell anybody how crazy it was because it was abnormal from everybody else talking about, oh, I had a dream of somebody dying, or I had a dream of this, I got a dream, I got this money, you know, but I'm having a dream of, of two-headed creatures and wolf's head in the middle of the street. So what, what dreams is that, you know? And so I never really wrote them down because I re it was so real life for me. It was so, so real life. And so Growing up, um, and as much as I took on God and love God and love Jesus, like Shama said, I ended up um, being very young and ended up being ordained. And I got licensed as an evangelist at 23. Then at 24, I got ordained as an elder. Um, and um, so if anybody knows, you know, you got levels and different titles in the church and everything else. And um and then, um, so for me, I was like, God, I'm just, I love you. You know, I love you. And when, let me go back because I said something about, you know, I didn't know I went to a sanctified church because all the kids around me was like, you speak in tongues. And I'm like, do you? And I'm like, yeah, I do speak in tongues. So I know how to speak in tongues. I know that you go to the sanctified church. And I'm like, what's a sanctified church? Ain't we all supposed to be sanctified? Like separated, being apart. You know, that's what I took the word sanctification in. They say, no, you can't, you don't want no pants. And, you know, it became an outer thing. You can't wear certain things. You can't look certain ways. You can't have makeup on. And I'm like, oh, well, uh-uh, we do that. You know, so I learned something different from, being in it because people thought if you was Baptist, you were this. I grew up Kojic, and so that's Church of God in Christ. That was really the holy, holy group or the apostolics, you know, in their way where they did not wear makeup. They couldn't, they, the women had to wear skirts and everything else. And so, um, so as much as I love God, I still had inward challenges because I started realizing my sexuality. 
on top of the dreams, on top of God talking to me, on top. Of, and I knew about God's voice, taught that, you know, knowing that. And it was so much of, if God talked to you, the audible, you're a prophet. You see things, you're a seer, you're a prophet, you have a prophetic gift. So I knew the terminology as prophetic gift. So I knew all the church terms and growing up in church, everything I learned now through Master Magic, Master Your Magic and all the classes and my intuition, all of that was the um, um, demonic. That was the devil. You can't do all that and um, God ain't gonna talk to you like that. And now you're gay, you know? So it was like, he, ain't, you, he can't use you. And so um, I dealt with my sexuality for a long time and I hid who I was because I realized I was trying to please man and not please God. And so, but my gifting, I remember I've said, well, God, take everything away. I just want to be what you want me to be. I just, you know, please just take it away. But don't take away my desire to like women. I like that. <laughs> and so, <laughs> because... You know, people, God was dealing with me with being totally honest. You know what I'm saying? I said, that's the honest truth. I feel so comfortable and natural. I said, I don't know how I'm going to journey that. But, you know, and then I realized, too, that ended up being more how it's lived out, you know. And so um, I tried to keep it quiet, but I couldn't. I played basketball, went to college on a basketball scholarship, that all of a sudden my senior year of high school, everybody started coming out to me. And I'm like, oh snap, what am I gonna do? Um, y'all telling me y'all like me or I'm finding out this. Listen, this is not, this is taboo in my house. We don't talk about this stuff. You know, um, it was a lot. And so God started dealing with me when people start talking and I start hearing just be an ear. And so I said, okay, now God, I don't want you to stop using me. But the more I tried to sit down on my gift and the more I stopped trying to be so involved in church and like uh, praying for people or going to services and I would go to church and I stopped worshiping. I stopped raising my hands and everything else. And I heard clearly in service, he said, what are you doing? I said, I can't worship you because I have this and you can't talk to me anymore because I am who I am. He said, is your sexuality going to become your God? And I said, why? So at that moment, I'm like, I was putting that in what I felt over you, saying that's more powerful and greater than who you are. And I, you know, went to the forgiveness thing. And then the older I got, I was like, okay, now, God, I'm seeing more things. Um, the first time I seen somebody, I knew I walked past somebody and I felt death. And I'm like, oh, can't feel that. God, you know, then I started praying. I, oh, not even praying, dismissed the feeling. Why are you thinking like that? You can't think like that. Why are you? It just came so quick. And two weeks later, he passed. He got killed. And I, you know, I was like, um, now I'm seeing death. Okay, I will feel it all the time, but then I start hearing it and it start manifesting. And I get that really scared me because now I can't tell nobody I can feel when people about to die. Um, can't definitely communicate that. So um, when I was 29, I got ordained as a pastor. 
And so now I'm like, I can kind of teach my experience more, but I was still closet at 29, you know, and that made it hard for me to even embrace all of me. Um, so being in the church, grew up, everything else, and still being hidden, it smothered my gifts. It smothered me hearing God's voice clearer because I was one dimensional. I was like, you know, and then when I started hearing different things, I started shutting that off. And I knew certain words you can give me, God is prophetic. I deal with that, you know, um, but all this other deep stuff and it started really affecting my sleep because I started realizing this is the, way I, the best way I can explain it. I was living two worlds totally I will wake up exhausted tired and I'm like what is going on then I'm like I really feel like I'm living in a whole nother world like this world is not my world this other world when I go to sleep this is who I really am you know I was very busy very walking and the real me you know bits and pieces here and there and so I was like if I gotta go to work can I get some rest because I just I was working and I was sleeping and did not even know clarity about that. So, um, but I would try to talk, you know, talk to God and say, you know, help me. Um, and so when I came out or it was known, cause I did tell my apostles or my covering who was supposed to be my spiritual leaders, they already knew about me. Uh, but when we walked away, they shunned me and they used my sexuality as their bullet to shoot me and slander my name and slander my character and slander all of that. So that crushed me even more. And I shut off my spirituality. Oh, I shut off religion more, more religion um, and shut off even people. Um, and I just like, well, God, you can't use me. I don't even wanna be used. This hurts so much because now my name is tarnished and everything I was doing and trying to help people and be there for people, I got hurt all in the end of it because of people, you know, and it don't matter the word I gave, it didn't even matter the vision I showed them or what God showed me about them and how their life was changing because God was talking and using me. None of that mattered. It to nobody. It was like, I didn't have a single person around in this time. And this was in 2013. And so I ended up moving from Chicago because that's where I'm from. And I moved to Arkansas. And I, I had an awakening, I guess, because I started reading the word, but I started reading it differently. The Bible became so different. Now, before when I did it, I was shunned because that my no, no, that ain't what God is saying. I'm like, it's in the book. You know, like we're trying to do all this work, 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 work. And beat up by man, but that God didn't say that, it, you know. And I really took on to Jesus' method. If we're saying we're Christian, we're following Christ, we need to be loved. And I don't see love in church. I've seen a lot of hypocritic people. I see a lot of bashing, a lot of shunning. And so that made me not want to do anything, period. But I knew I had to walk in love. I knew I wanted to be not a Christian but Christ conscious. And, and when I started reading, I started seeing God all different. 
different, different, different. And everything wasn't demonic and everything wasn't this. And don't let me dare tell somebody that grew up in Christian faith that um, um, going and, and getting the reading is demonic, you know, like, oh, it's not demonic. Let me not tell them that because if I tell them that, they're going to really send me to hell now. And so I started being challenged even about heaven and hell. I started seeing stuff totally different. And um, so then I met, um, I met somebody and they was a psychic and it challenged me even more because when I first met them, I'm like, nope, let me click off your page. You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not doing none of that. That goes against everything I stand for. Oh, you're just talking off the top of your head, you know? Um, and so then it was like a year later, I came across their page again and we really connected and we ended up um, being really close at that time. And so she taught me a lot, taught me a lot. And some things I was getting to, I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, so what this is, is a word game. You know, the terminologies are different, but it's the same. Okay, we talked about Gabriel. I knew Gabriel being my archangel. I mean, the you know, the angel and protective. Oh, okay. I know I can call on my angels because I already do that. So now I feel more comfortable. Okay, so yeah. So you say it's called intuition, your intuition, your gift. Okay, yeah. Then I looked up the word psychic and I'm just like, it's not even, nothing all deep, spooky and wonderful. It's just a simple word. So then it started challenging me more to look into the word game and how we're spiritual beings just having an earthly experience and walking around, having to be aligned with our spirit man. And so it was the things that I knew God spoke to me when it came so quick, it was so natural. And I tried to dismiss it. That was my higher self talking. That was God talking to me. And I'm like, oh, I got it. It didn't take 12 hours of prayer. It didn't take me jumping, shouting and speaking in tongues. It didn't take all that. It just took me just being in alignment and saying, I'm open. I am open. And so, yeah. Um, that's my background. And so I have uh, been pastoring or well, started back actually doing ministry again. And so I'm just, I'm a, I'm a strong believer now that both worlds can definitely collide. It's the spirituality and religion and spirituality gets suffocated by religion. It, religion is man. It will always kill us. So I'm sorry, that's going to my preaching mode. I'm, I, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am always so moved by your story and <clears throat> let me pull my shit together for a second. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like you are such a powerful bridge between, right? These two worlds that, that um, people think can't coexist in, in our spirituality and our religion and I, when I hear your story, one of the parts that just, I mean, I get goosebumps when you talk, which is one of those signs for me of like really, really deep, deep, deep truth. And um, one of the things that I see as this giant overarching, <laughs> powerful, powerful part of your story is that what was there, like all through all of it, God never, ever, ever left your side. 
never, ever, ever stopped talking to you. You got abandoned by your church. You got abandoned by the elders. You got abandoned by the people around you. You got shunned. You got all of these things. And God never left your side. Even when you said, go, even when you said, go away, you're not supposed to talk to me. Even when you said, this is against the rules or please like, uh, I don't, this hurts too much. You know, people are all the things never, ever, 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 ever did God leave your side. I want the whole world to hear your story because I just feel like it's so important. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me. I'm comfortable with you. I just, you know, that's been a blessing. So, yeah, same, same. I'm just so I mean, you was talked about at a breakfast one morning, and um, and I was like, man, she sounds so dope. You know, just like, like, you know, who is this woman? Like, she sounds so dope. And they was telling, you know, about your the healing sessions that you do, and I'm like, oh man. So then I ended up being blessed with one and meeting you on that It was like, oh my God, this is so powerful. And the best way I can describe it, I don't know if I shared this with you, is you are Jesus on this earth. The way you handle and the way you spoke and the way, for me, it was just like, ah, it wasn't rough. It wasn't no beat up. It was, and you got to the root issue. I'm a person that I like to talk about the root issue, not all that fluff. Let's deal with the root. And you was able to connect with my spirit. And my spirit is not open to a lot of people. I really close that off because I'm very protective. And so when you were able to come in and I'm like, you know, and it was just like, I, I was just like really, really blown away. And I was so happy that I was just, I didn't shut it off. It was just at a point, I was just like, God, you was preparing me for this time right here. This was the journey of life where my healing can totally begin. And so, yeah, I just, I was just like, that's, I think that's how Jesus does it. You know, he just was like, be healed. You know, you, do you receive the healing? Yes. All right, it's done. Let's go. You know, it ain't no, and all that other extra stuff. It was just, so gentle and I just uh, I was like I appreciate oh my god I appreciate that thank you (laughs) that's a bigger compliment than I can step into (laughs) and I will receive it to the best of my ability and I want to say thank you to you because it it all uh, multiple times I have received healing from you. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time I, I, you booked a healing session with me and I was like a pastor, but a pastor wants to do it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> because, you know, you, you talked about how shunned the spiritual world is in the religious world. And I didn't grow up in, in the church and I didn't grow up in, um, in religion, but I, I have experienced that, um, that energy, that fear, or that, um, you know, what you are and what you do is the devil and not in an attack way. It's just, you know, I've seen, and I can tell that, that, that is a way that people believe. And so to have someone of your 
authority. I, I feel that to me, you have an authority in this world, in these things, in this knowledge and experience. Um, want to come and participate. And when you signed up for Master Your Magic, I just about lost it. I was like, are you serious? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> for real? I remember I messaged you and I was like, really? <laughs> and so for me, that was such a healing because that level of acceptance to see someone, to see me through all of the other story and whatever else people want to make up about, but through all the lensing of all the religion and spirituality and all the things to be able to see that the truth of what is at my heart is love. That was a healing for me to receive that from you as a healing for me. And that's one of the incredible healings that you, you give to the whole world, you share. And I just wish I could snap my fingers and somehow broadcast you to the whole world so that everybody could feel that um it's i i'm i'm at a loss for words it's so powerful wow <laughs> thank you and everybody stay tuned because you know one of these days i'm going to manifest a trip out there to see marnisha we are going to sit down and do something for yes. you we get to be in person <laughs> i am going to yes. make that happen oh, i'm so excited for that yes yes oh my gosh thank you thank you so much for being here and being part of this and um i mean all the questions i could have asked you answered but i do want to ask is there anything else that feels exciting or relevant or like do you have a little niggle is there something else you want to say i feel like there might be um i guess right now in this the, the class itself um what I've learned is, is just confirmation. A lot of things I remember, I'd be going through stuff and I'd be like, and I just get downloads, downloads. And then next thing you know, I listen to you. If I miss something and I go back, I'd be like, oh my God, she found everything I just downloaded. So that is like, that was so cool. Now, the craziest thing that I, oh my God, that this is amazing to me is, the animals, like talking to animals, dogs, really. And um, I, I was with someone and they have two dogs. And I, I promise you, one of her dogs just, just would look at my face and literally be like talking. I'm like, are you talking to me? What are you trying to say? I'm like, and this dog, she loved on me so much. Like she kicked everybody else to the curb who's been in her life forever. And when I come into the room, it's so much excitement. And the way she would look at me, I'm like, who are you? Like, like, like you, I know you from another world and this is amazing. So after, you know, listening to that, when we had that lesson, I said, let me try this. You know, let me see how this is going to work. So I'm up there like, all right, how are you going to talk to me? You know, you're going to blink your eyes. You're going to do your ears. You're going to wag your tail. How are you going to do this? So I start questioning, questioning her. And so literally her eyes will go up for one and then her ears. And I'm like, oh, my God. I told you. I told you I could talk to her. And the girl was like, you are 
crazy. I said, well, let me be crazy because you, me and your dog, we have a relationship. And this is my, you know, because they always would call the dog my girlfriend. They would call, oh, this is your girlfriend. She don't want nobody else. She's in love with you. You know, I couldn't cuddle with nobody else but the dog. And um, so I was like, okay. And so now it's like I came around other dogs. And literally, I just had a conversation with another one. Like, she kicks everybody else to the curves and walks and follows me every time I'm around. And I'm like, this is the most coolest, cool, the most coolest and freakiest thing at the same time. I really got to watch Dr. Doolittle again. And so, you know, <laughs> because the, I was just like, this at first I thought it was just, you know, a good the way for movies. Like, this is real life. This is what, this is really dope, you know? Um, so everything you just share with me, like that would have been the highlight, you know? Um, everything I've learned, everything, even the other people in the class and missing some stuff. Now, it was hard because meditation for me, um, it was taught different because it was prayer. And, you know, we just say, sit still and listen. But then with me, I had to get right because it's like, I have to get all this stuff right. So how do we do it in class? How did she say it? Okay, put your feet to the ground. Let me do step by step by step. And then I was just trying to complete all these steps. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not working. Wait a minute, I'm too much in my head. Like, get out of your head. Get your core trying to do this perfect thing and, you know, and allow spirit to have his way. And I just learned, I'm just so happy that you know, I haven't perfected it the way I want to or gotten whatever, but I know when I'm getting overloaded and all right, let me go sit my butt down and let me just go, let me go get my golden liquid. Let me come on up, and, you know, and so um, to try to just, you know, get myself centered again. And, um, and I love the different people I'm meeting because now I can talk in their language. Everybody is not God, everybody not Jesus. So it'd be like the divine and spirit and that's the that was most the easiest thing to learn but that's the most um effective thing for me because when I realized that I just like to reach all people I've always said I want to reach all people I don't want to reach no lose nobody I want to reach all people and for you just to say that because I was like I don't need to share or maybe if I share, people might think I'm talking about them, but this is what God has given me. This is why I hit my spirit. So sometimes I try to be so conscious of other people's feelings yeah. that that kind of shut me up too. Because I'd be worried, you know, I'm, I'm not one to share or talk about other people's stuff. But when I get it, I get it straight from source. And I'm like, well, that sounds like something they're going through. And I don't ever want to, you know, come off like that. So, um, spirit has been dealing with me Misha open your mouth speak it I'm giving it to you share it release it and today I just realized like it hit me in the kitchen I was listening to this other guy preach but hit me in the kitchen clear as day you are a healer and I'm like okay I, I think I got that I know that but it just was hitting me all day you are a healer, you are a healer. And the people I connect with, the people I'm in covenant with, the people I end up being aligned with, it's like, all I wanna do, I remember that I would have friends and our conversations would be so deep. My first conversation be like, you know, what happened to you when you were 12 years old? What? 
How does somebody hurt you as 12? I see something and they'd be like, well, that's why I ain't gonna have no friends because I keep going to the deep. Like, let me stay surface. Let, let, you know what I'm saying? But I would see things like that. I would kind of see a lot of molestation and rape and see the face of the people. And I'm that, that did it to them. And I'm like, I can't tell them all that. But God, whatever you allow me to say, I will say, especially when I was younger. I was just like, you know, I was still gentle, but I just seen so much. And um, then I realized that since I was an outcast for people, I just didn't fit in anywhere. Some people gravitated to me, you know, because of my spiritual gifting. But I realized they wasn't for me. They were just using what came along with me. So it was like, then I just started getting more protective in my gifting because I wanted real authentic people around me. I don't care if it's just two people. I just want real authentic people that's going to understand me and not try to take from me and use me for my gift or use me for what I can do. I just want realness. And um, so it blessed me today about me just really saying it out loud verbally. I'm a healer. I am a freaking healer. Like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is why I'm drawn to the people I'm drawn to. This is why, you know, I attach myself to people who have been broken, but there's nothing wrong with being broken because I'm I'm broken. We all broken. We don't learn nothing if we're so uptight and you're not being able to receive. And sometimes our pride get us so in a place that we can't be, that we can't learn that spirit got to break us down to just say, remember, excuse me, you know, <laughs> have some humility. Yeah. You know, um, and so yeah, that's that, and that's my gripe with the church. Y'all think y'all perfect. God is the God y'all talk about gonna knock all y'all down. Y'all gonna be on y'all face and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I need to love." That's walking forgiveness. So yeah, yes, yes, yes. You are a healer. You've healed me. You are you are healing that's so it. much in this world just by being this incredible being that you are and bringing this much love and acceptance and understanding and oh and thank you for saying that it's a word game <laughs> every time i hear all of these different modalities and all of these different beliefs and religions and and i that's how i look i look and i'm like yes i know exactly because in my vernacular it would go like this and, and I can just replace those words, pray and meditate and God and spirit. And you just go through and replace the words and it's the exact same thing. And so it really is just this word game and everyone's getting so, you know, uptight or offended, but really so many of us, we're all talking about really the same stuff. It just all boils down to love over and over and over and over and over again. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was so beautiful and so special for me. Um, and I know everybody listening is going to get so much out of it. Really appreciate you and your time and your love. Thank you for having me Thank and accepting me. <laughs> oh, with the biggest open arms I can. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you. deep bow of gratitude to you, my friends, for showing up for yourself and taking the time for this experience. If you enjoyed this, and I hope you did, it would mean so much to me if you would write a positive review. And please share this with your friends who you think might enjoy it. 
My team has set up some free presents for you, including a guided meditation, an energy healing, and a sneak peek into one of my programs. So go to caraviana.com to download those. And be sure to keep your ears open. The doors to Master Your Magic Intuitive Development School are opening again very soon. With deepest love, cheers to all that you are.